it was a passion that I didn't know I had. Seeing that you can give back by doing something you love is crazy. Welcome to the Self Starter Podcast, a place where stories are shared from women, just like you, who left the colorless corporate world with an idea and a passion and ran with it to create the vibrant life they always wanted to live. My name is Megan Tobler, and every week I'll be bringing real women to you to share their entrepreneurial journey in hopes of inspiring you to take the very first step of your own. Sometimes the hardest part is just to start. So come on, start today for you, start today for her, and become a self-starter. Let's go. For some, part of the process of becoming an entrepreneur is keeping your day job while building your business on the side. Today's guest, Peyton Hollingsworth, founder of Cola Stacks, a stackable bracelet company out of South Carolina, shares how she got her business started, how she expanded it through influencer marketing, and how she's been able to contribute to important causes due to the support from her customers and her full-time job. If you've ever wondered how you could do something you love and make a difference, then this episode is for you. Peyton, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I happened to stumble across your Instagram page a couple months ago, and I was just really inspired by the positivity and the fact that you give back a lot of your proceeds in just in your general business. So for those people that maybe are not familiar with you or Cola Stacks, do you mind just painting the picture of what you do with your business? Yeah. So I really am happy you found me. I'm excited we've made this connection and to be on your podcast. I think that's huge. So a little bit about me and Cola Stacks is that it started a little over two years ago, right in the midst of quarantine COVID lockdown. And so it started with my friend and I, and we were like, we see these really cool bracelets online. We don't think anyone in our general vicinity makes these. So let's try it and just see what happens. So we made some bracelets, created an Instagram account, really had no belief that anyone would ever purchase one. We were like, let's just have fun. Let's just see what happens. And then it ended up being a real thing. So fast forward, you know, six months later or so, there was just something going on in the country. And I felt like we could give back based on bracelets because a little bit of that is that we, at the time, both had full-time jobs and this was just something fun. So I was like, with that, I think we should take it as an opportunity to give back. Like this isn't something that we really need. And so we just took the opportunity to give back. And that was something that I felt very passionately about. And so moving forward, it's something that I implemented into monthly sales. Each month, I really don't always know where we're going to give back. Just something that if something pulls on my heart or if I see something in the news, I'm like, okay, that's it for the month. So this past month, there was a dog in the shelter at a local animal shelter here. So I was like, let's give some of the proceeds to this dog at the animal shelter. So it was very random, but up to date, Cola Stacks has given back about $6,000, maybe a little bit more. So it's been really fun and It's just something that I've really become passionate about that I wasn't necessarily always provoked to do. It was something new that started. I love that because taking it back to the pandemic, I think a lot of us were in this situation where we were all stuck at home. We're Mm -hmm. looking for things to do rather than just binge watching potentially Netflix. So I love that you've been able to take something that you enjoy doing with your friend and found out a way to not only monetize it, but also a way to give back. And I think you said something really interesting there that you had a full-time job, though you weren't as concerned about the profits. It was able to give you the opportunity to do some good for the community as well, because it also helps you continue to push yourself forward 
but it also gives other people a way to feel like they're contributing by purchasing a little bit of your product as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, without our customers, there wouldn't be anything to give back. So it really doesn't fall on me for doing the good deed. It falls on all of the supporters of Colastax or the specific charity that are really making the difference. Yeah, I can imagine that. And going back to the bracelets themselves, how did you decide to start with stackable bracelets? I know you said that no one else had been doing it, but what was really the idea behind creating the stackable bracelets? Yeah, you know, I felt like it, maybe the trend started two years ago and I had seen it on Pinterest or something like that. And I was like, wow, these are really cool bracelets, but I don't see any that I necessarily love or like that had something that I could customize. And so I just took it as an opportunity to create what I was looking for. Colastax is just run by me now, but at the time it was my friend and me and she felt very similarly about it. And we had different styles. So it was a good feed off of each other, but it was just something I saw there was an opportunity to create creative stackable bracelets and jumped on it. That's really cool. And so where did you start by getting your products at that point in time? Looking back, it's hilarious, like how much I spent on material just because I had no idea that I could do wholesale orders and that I could outsource. And so I had found this local bead shop in Charlotte and was spending so much money. And now I, you know, outsource and do wholesale for beads, but I, was, I wasn't making anything at first. It's just kind of funny to look back on. <laughs> Well, I think those are the pains and gains of being an entrepreneur. You learn as you go and you evolve and you adapt and your products get that much better. You get wiser as you learn what's working and what's not working too. <laughs> I think a huge part of entrepreneurship is trial and error. Yes. Um, at the time, you might not even know that you're making an error, but you're giving it a shot. But that's a huge part of it. You just learn as you go. You just have to get started. I think a lot of people, myself included, have been held back from just paralysis of thinking big picture. How's this all going to work? And just mm -hmm. taking those small steps. And like you said, just adapting as you go and you learn. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Absolutely. Wonderful. And so you mentioned that you started this with your friend. You had different styles at the time. You were growing this out of your living room. What does Cola Stacks look like today? So today it's a little bit different than when it started. Back in 2020, the spring of, I just went into solo entrepreneurship. I still had a lot of joy from what started as a hobby and I saw the big picture of what it could be. So I just kind of took it and ran. So the main difference is that it's turned into a solo entrepreneurship as it started as a pair, which has been great. And another difference would just be the impact mm -hmm. Colostax is making. At first I wasn't focused on giving back a whole lot just because I was still figuring things out. But now um, I love connecting with other cities and other states and other charities and figuring out where to go with that too. So that's a big difference. So let's definitely dive into that. When you say connect with different cities and states, what do you mean by that? So I'll just randomly see influencers share about someone that needs something. I saw Maddie Nelson posted that this Feed People Dallas was looking for charitable donations. And I was like, okay, sounds good to me. And so I created a specific bracelet at the time and proceeds would go towards Feed People Dallas. And I just Venmoed them and called it a day afterwards. So it's just really kind of staying connected with influencers and seeing where they're putting their focus on and kind of piggybacking off of that if there's a need. So are you also reaching out to the influencers to wear your bracelets and to help you promote them as well? Yes, I do have influencer outreach happening now with Colastax. That's new as well. And, you know, it's really just using their platform to help spread the word about Colastax. And sometimes they'll really like Colastax 
Substacks and want to promote it themselves. At the time, it's not a paid sponsorship. It's yeah. just if we feel connected, we'll go with it. I saw that you had an ambassador program on your website. So it looks mm-hmm. like they get free product based on their volume of how much they're able to bring in. Is that correct? Yeah, it's an ambassador program. Uh, you don't have to be an influencer to do it. You could be anyone. To start off with, you apply. I'll send you a free bracelet so you have your product to display. And then everyone in the program gets their own discount code. And if their discount code is used, I'll send them a free bracelet in return, just as a little motivation for them. That's amazing. I like that your bracelets are a personality staple. They're very unique. They're all very customized, it looks like. But you also have ones that are kind of out of the box, too, that you can purchase. But what kind of time investment is that like for you since you're running this on your own at this point? It's a big time commitment. I do love what I do with Colistax, so I don't necessarily see it as taking away from anything. I am investing a ton of my time with it, but I really enjoy it. So I work a full-time job from 8 to 4.30. I'm at the office, and then I come back here and will probably spend four hours a night on bracelets. And then the weekends are pretty heavily invested as well. Wow. And I know you're married. Is your husband pretty involved in the bracelet making part of it too? He definitely doesn't make any bracelets, but he is a huge supporter, really helps guide me. And he's just a big cheerleader in this, which is really great. That's one of the, I think, most positive things I've heard from all of the women that I've spoken with so far that do have partners is how supportive their husbands or their partners have been throughout this entire process. And it really is critical to business success to be able to have that person by your side and being your cheerleader when you are, what do you call it, burning the candle at all ends. So not only working your full-time job, but then also coming home and for four hours, probably at minimum every single night going to town on making sure that you can get these orders fulfilled. Absolutely. I think it's important to find a spouse who knows when something has really lit a fire within you and Mm -hmm. to support that fully because they see the big picture in it. So I think that's huge. I'm really lucky. (laughs) And you obviously, I mean, you're just lighting up talking about it. You talked about earlier how this is bringing you joy. And it was interesting before we had hopped on today, I was just scrolling through your Instagram, going back to the beginning days and you had made a post and there was a stat in there. And it said that women that own their own businesses that are entrepreneurs, their happiness level is three times greater than those that are not entrepreneurs. And Mm -hmm. so I'm curious, just based on your happiness level, because obviously I didn't know you pre-Cola Stacks, what did that look like back then versus now that you found something that does spark that joy? When this happened, I was in plumbing sales, which I'm not in that role anymore. I'm not even at that company anymore, totally switched paths. But at the time I was in plumbing sales, which is just not me at all. And so my joy in my career was at minimum, you know, zero. Something's got to change. So Colastax started and now I'm at a job where I handle a lot of social media and I can contribute Colastax to building my resume in that. Um, So it's really helped me get into a different career that I love. But overall, like I really do love Colastax and I think that's super important to love what you do. Absolutely. And what's the most favorite part about what you do? You know, I love that it's a creative outlet. I think that's huge. Everyone should have an outlet of some sort, whether it's exercise or arts and crafts, whatever it may be. The biggest takeaway is that I've loved getting to know people along the way. One time I was doing a pop-up in Charleston this past summer and someone came into the pop-up in Charleston was like, I've been following you on Instagram for like two years. I actually live in Washington and saw that you were here. She was like, I just happened to be on a family vacation. I had to pop by. I was like, 
Oh my gosh, like that was just crazy. So really getting to know the customers, building community has been just awesome. That's something I think you've done a really great job at is building your social media and creating that connection. I mean, you've only been around almost three years at this point and Mm -hmm. you do have quite a large following and you're able to get the visibility across. I'm assuming it's a global audience at this point, but you're really emphasizing the States. So I think that is something that you've done really, really well. How have you made an effort to make that a priority with your social media aspect? My brain just kind of works on marketing and social media. And so I don't know if it was more natural, but I knew that, you know, having this platform, especially once it grew past like a hundred followers, I was like, this could be something kind of big. So I just felt like it was important to just be genuine and authentic moving forward. Not that I wasn't before, but I was like, if there's really going to be a platform here, like I want it to be true and real. And so I think just sticking to your true self, your true interests, your true values will take you a long way. I think authenticity is what people are craving right now. And with social media, you have all these different filters. You can be someone different than you are in your personal life. So I think we're starting to see beyond that and starting to just being really attracted to people like yourself that are putting out who you truly are and what you believe in at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's been great. Um, You know, when you're vulnerable with others, I think in turn, they're vulnerable with you. And that's how, you know, community and a brand is really built. When you first started making these bracelets, it looked like you were selling them mostly off of Instagram, but now you're also doing a lot of these pop-ups like you had mentioned. And there were also some things called stack and sips. How has that evolution occurred? Yeah. Stacks and sips started, I think early 2021. Um, So we hadn't even been into Cola Stacks for a year. And I was just kind of had the idea. I was like, maybe people will want to come and make their own bracelets. And in turn, we get to like meet our customers. And so I just put it out there on social media, like, hey, who would be interested in this? And I think like our first class had 20 people. So it really was like a big interest. And I was like, okay, like, let's just see where it goes. So I'll continue to host those for as long as people are interested. But it's a great way for, you know, girls in the area to get to meet each other because some girls will attend the event just as one. So it's a great way to get to know others and learn how to make a bracelet too. So that's been great. And I've also started going to sorority houses, just as sisterhood events in the area. That's been fun. It's not necessarily stacks and sips, but it is to build your own bracelet and then pop-ups around the Southeast have been great too. That's so much fun. And I think just based on hearing what you're saying, there's also an opportunity potentially where you could even have virtual events if you Mm -hmm. even wanted to take it to that level. Yeah, probably like fall, early fall of 2020, we did send kit, but it's not the same. And I don't know if it's necessarily an avenue that I want to go down. I love just the personal connection. So how are you going about getting the business for these in-person pop-up events um, and the stack and sip event? It really just goes back to Instagram. I will message boutiques in the area and just say, hey, like I love following y'all. Is there any way I can do a pop-up? And sometimes that's just me dropping off some bracelets for the day and having them there. I don't necessarily have to be there. Again, that goes back to the full-time job, but it is just all outreach via social media. So social media can be an amazing thing if used the right way. Absolutely. That's something that I haven't quite figured out the social media beast. Um, So we're learning it as we go. And I think that's going that's what we're saying, you know, just take those small steps every day 
and eventually we'll get there, but you live and you learn, right? I think you're doing great. I love self-start her. I mean, that is so creative. I love it. I think you're doing awesome. Oh, thank you. It's the little bits of encouragement along the way that keep you going. And like you said, a supportive spouse as well. Now you've mentioned a couple of times about your full-time job. When you first started this, it sounded like it was more of just like this creative outlet, something that you could probably do with your friend during just an unfortunate time in our world. And now it's grown and it sounds like it's picked up really quickly here. So how do you plan on potentially moving forward? being able to juggle this full-time job and also being able to keep up with the demand for this inventory. It goes back to when Colostack started. You know, I was surprised when we had one sale, let alone a hundred followers. So just with that being said, I've been surprised at the, what it's turned into, and I hope to continue to be surprised. But right now I'm just focusing on doing well at my full-time job, just keeping things good there. And then, you know, if it turns out there's another opportunity to be bigger with Cola Stacks, I would love to see where that takes me to. But I do get a little bit hesitant about putting all my eggs in one basket. So I just want to be the best version of myself in Cola Stacks and at my full-time job. But I would love to see where it goes. I can completely relate right now because I also have a full-time job and I think that also gives you the freedom to stay in your creative space, to be Mm -hmm. able to not be tied to the financial outcome that Cola Stacks or Self Starter has because you're truly doing this because you have that spark inside of you. And something that I personally like is that it's allowing me to have income to then put into my business to keep it fueled and to keep it going. So that's something that I've really enjoyed. Yeah, it's nice. I haven't fully put all of myself into Cola Stacks just in terms of, you know, having it as one job. Right now, I love that it is what I make it. And so I don't know how I would feel, you know, if I put too much pressure on it. There is that hesitation. Right now, I just love seeing where it takes me. Absolutely. Basically, you're just letting it evolve as it continues to evolve organically, essentially. I'll see where it takes me for sure. No, I'm really excited for you. And I know that there's big things coming your way as well. Going back to the giving back here, that's a really big component of what drew me to you. It's your tagline on Instagram, and a lot of people are not doing that. So for people that are just starting out their business, how would you say that giving back has allowed you to keep moving forward and to keep sparking that joy? Like I said, it was a passion that I didn't know I had when Colistax first started, but that you can give back by doing something you love is crazy. Then from that, you get to see how like awesome other people are and their generosity. So you just start to feel this like connection that you might not have had another way. So it's great to see just how generous and loving other people are and the connections you build along the way. I would definitely encourage to see, you know, what pulls your heartstrings. Is it animal shelters or, you know, women's shelters? And, you know, maybe it's not just one thing explore and see what else is out there. Um, But I do encourage to give back. I think that's huge. Yeah. That's something that I want to incorporate as soon as I can figure out how to monetize this a little bit to be able to find something that I really believe in and that complements the mission here to be able to make sure that we're constantly helping the greater good out there. Yes, exactly. If you're barely making anything with your entrepreneurship, don't feel like you have to give back just yet. You know, there's definitely a time when you'll 
know that it's right to give back. So when was the time right for you? I feel like the first time we might've already been a year into cola stacks. And so I felt comfortable knowing that I'm probably going to bring in this much each month. And so just with that stability that I kind of felt like I landed on, I knew that it would be okay to take a leap and give back 50% of sales that month. And honestly, once you start giving back, I think you get more and more given to you. And so it's just what you do with that. Absolutely. What comes around goes around. And forgive me, we never dove into the name of Cola Stacks. I am fascinated by that. But like, how did you come up with that name? So I live in Columbia, which is also known as Cola Town. So that's the cola. Oh, okay. Cola Stacks. There's not much thought that was put into it. Someone the other day was like, did you just say Cola Stacks? And I was like, oh gosh, like I didn't even think of how Cola Stacks might sound. But no, it's just based on the city and the item that's sold. No, it, it absolutely makes perfect sense based on when you break it down like that. And I don't hear cul-de-sac myself, but to each their own. <laughs> wow. In like two, two and a half years, I've never heard that, but maybe they're on to something. So no, if it's one person out of thousands, I think you're okay. <laughs> you're always going to get that one person. No, I love it. And so obviously uh, you had mentioned earlier too, that you put a lot of time into creating these bracelets. Obviously that probably takes away from a little bit of a social life when you're working your full-time job and then you're doing those four hours. What kind of challenges have you faced along the way? Like as far as being able to keep this going in times where maybe you're feeling pulled to be able to go out to dinner or happy hour with the girlfriends or something like that. Um, my personality type, I don't know if you've taken the Enneagram before, mm-hmm. but I am a three, which is like the achiever. So it's just in me to like be heads down in work and pretty much like do the best I can. It's hard for me to set boundaries, but I do have to do that. So maybe I'll go out, but I won't have like three glasses of wine. I'll just have one. There are boundaries, but I don't think you need to be a hermit. You still need to focus on you. I don't think you don't live to work. You work to live. Um, and so I think that's important to go by but really you do need to set boundaries because it is easy to get heads down and not see the big picture yeah it definitely is that's something that I've been trying to figure out the right balance here as well since the pandemic I've definitely become a little bit more of a homebody so Mm -hmm. that definitely worked to my advantage during this whole building of self-starter here but it's very easy to be able to just get lost in your creation and lose mm-hmm. sight of the outside world as well. I mean, there'll be a week and I'll be like, I haven't even left the house because I work from home. So I probably should put on some real people clothes and see society a little bit. And I, by no means, am a pro at this. Like that's something I still struggle with, the balance of it all. And so sometimes it is just my husband being like, listen, you've been like in the bead room for hours. <laughs> like, let's go out to dinner. And I'm like, okay, fine. But you know, afterwards it was much needed and we had a lot of fun. So it's worth it. You know, sometimes you need the people in your corner to hold you accountable, but you live and learn with that too. Ain't that the truth? And you said you have a bead room. So I'm in the bead room right now, which also acts as the guest bedroom, but that is what we call it. The bead room. I tend to get very disastrous as I create bracelets. And so at one point my husband and I were sharing an office and he was just like, I don't think I can do with your mess. And I was like, I completely understand. So now I have one room that is solely cola stacks. That's really cool. And then you can get into your creative genius zone and do whatever you need to do to create these beads. So do you have any rituals while you're creating these beads, like putting music on or listening to podcasts or anything like that? 
I, you'll usually find me listening to Gilmore Girls. I don't even need to like see the TV screen. As long as I hear them, I'm like very comforted. So Gilmore Girls is certainly something I'll have on when you walk by. I have been watching Gilmore Girls, obviously the reruns right now, when I'm going to bed. And so that's like my turn it on. Like you said, if I fall asleep watching it, I already know what's going on because I've watched it so many times Mm -hmm. that I could probably quote these episodes at this point myself. So it's just at this point, (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Uh, Well, it's working for you. Obviously you're in your season zone, so that's okay. (laughs) Now, if you were to give advice to someone that was just starting out their business, what would you tell someone in order to really help them keep going? Um, you know, even I've heard you mention it, you know, you might not have a ton of followers, but that doesn't really matter at all. I wouldn't get too focused on the amount of followers you have. I would just focus on, you know, being the best at customer service. Even if it's 10 customers, you know, if you're great to them, they're just going to spread the word and that's how you'll grow. You know, you could have 10,000 followers, but you might only get three orders, whereas you could have 500 and get 500 orders, you know, if you're really great to them. So I would just focus on what you do have and don't look too much in the future. That's really great advice. It truly is about the people at the end of the day. And I think sometimes some businesses lose sight of that. And that again, ties back to the authenticity that you just exude. And I think that's a huge reason of why you've seen so much success in such a relatively short amount of time. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it really is true without the support from the customers I have, I literally wouldn't be able to give back anything. I mean, they've really built Cola Stacks into what it is and helped me give back. It has nothing to do with me, truly. It has to do with the customers. So I would just put all of your focus on them. Yeah. If someone wants to be a customer of yours, maybe purchase it for themselves or a gift, where can they go ahead and find you? There is a Colostax website. It's shopcolostax.com. I still do love taking orders on Instagram because that's how I build the relationships with the customers. So you can find me on Instagram at Colostax or online at shopcolostax.com. I love it. And what is your favorite bracelet personally? My favorite bracelet. It is the custom everyday bracelet. And I wear my Sully and Folly bracelets every day. So those are my two dogs and they're on the custom everyday bracelet. That's really an OG and everyone seems to love it as much as I do. (laughs) I love it. My little fur baby is, her name is Kona. So I'll definitely have to go onto the website and order my little Kona bracelet. Please do. I will. (laughs) You know, people are like, "I, I might just have to put my dog's name. I'm like, Please do. That's all I wear. So join me. (laughs) Absolutely. I am all about the fur babies. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, Peyton, thank you so much for taking the time to connect with me today and share your story. I truly, truly love what you're doing and that you've made this about your customers and then also about just the greater good of the community. So keep doing what you're doing because someone that's completely across the country from you, like myself, is noticing and I'm really inspired by your story. Thanks, Megan. I really appreciate your kind words and you having me on the show today. I'm really excited for you and to see what happens with Self Starter. Peyton is the perfect example of what can happen when passion and impact collide. What started as something fun to do with her friend turned into a way for women to connect with each other and embrace their creativity. And now it's allowed her to build a business that's making a difference in this world. So what can we take away from Peyton's story? Not every entrepreneurial endeavor has to result in leaving your nine to five. But regardless if you want to be a full-time or a part-time entrepreneur, it's important to remember the value your customers bring. By delighting your customers and being authentic in all your interactions, 
your business will naturally evolve and grow to whatever level you desire. So let me ask you, self-starter, are you ready to make an impact? Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Self-Starter Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date on the latest content. Want even more? Be sure to head to selfstarter.com. And remember, start today for you, start today for her, and become a self-starter. See you next time.